What's up, everybody? This is Zach. And Amy. Shad. And Judah. With Being Light, we hope that you're having a fantastic week. This week is going to be awesome. But before we get into that, make sure you like, share, subscribe, do all of those social things that you do. And it helps us out a ton. All those social things you do. <laughs> all those social things you do. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about not being offended. Amy goes first. She brought it up. <laughs> that That's how, how it works, right? <laughs> um, Amy brought it up, and I thought it was a great, uh, great topic. I think all of us did. And yep. uh, go ahead, love of my life. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't really have, like, a specific agenda or anything like that. It was just kind of like, it's something that I'm walking out right now and I just felt like God was saying to talk about it and um, before I do that I wanted to share yeah you got some words of knowledge you talked about earlier yeah Um, yesterday I was um, on the way home from uh, church and eating with my in-laws and um, was just praying about some stuff and just out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, and again, if you're not familiar with what words of knowledge are, sometimes God just tell us tells us um, certain things about people, and it's just to show that he cares about you. And um, he was telling me there's a Josh, and I saw the number 24, and Texas. I don't know if that's like how old you are or where you're from or what those mean. But um, I heard God say that there is a family connection or a close friend connection that has been lost. And God is declaring over you reconnection in the name of Jesus. And so you will be reconnected with um, that person or those people. Um, and... Uh, this one was really interesting. I've never heard this name before. Um, M-A-R-B-E-L. Marbell. Um, uh, it seemed like it was a woman's name. And um, God just wants you to know that you are beautiful. Um, and that you are a change bringer. That was the specific thing that he said. You are a way maker. And the devil has tried to tell you that there is not a brighter light within you, but there is. And God just wants you to believe it <laughs> because there there really is inside of you this brighter light and you're going to do amazing things. Um, and even if your name isn't Josh or Marbell or I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce that, um, but if those words, you know, you felt like applied to you, take them and receive them for yourself. Um, you know, it doesn't apply to just Josh or Marbell. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Keep stepping out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm just thankful that he's willing to share those things with me so I can share it with you. And um, But anyway... The topic for tonight, offense, um, it's something that I've been having to walk out 
in my life, especially recently. Um, and um, it's something that I feel like I've been trying to help other people with. And <laughs> almost like in trying to help other people, it's like I'm trying not to get offended myself at the same time and being patient with them. And like, it's such a, um, it's just kind of an interesting thing um, to some of the stuff I've been going through. And like I was talking to Zach about it um, even this morning. Uh, you know, it's like there's certain things that are, personal and private where I can't like get into the details about it. And honestly, like it's better because, um, God's been telling me more and more not to talk about it, but to pray about it. And, um, I, uh, I know I just have to keep remembering that as you know, remembering how much God loves me and that it's not, my life isn't about me. Like, Correct. Um, and I've been uh, kind of on and off reading. Um, it's a devotional on the Bible app, but um, it's by this man named um, Gregory DeCow, I think is how you pronounce his name. But it's it's literally like a forty day um, devotional. I've there are days where I've repeated, and so it's I don't I don't even know how long I've been reading it. I just you know, but um, and there was it's called fasting from wrong thinking. It's really really awesome. I highly suggest going and looking it up. But um, he he had a day where he he talked about offense and. Um, one of the things that he just, you know, he has some scriptures that are in there. And one of the scriptures that he referenced was, um, you know, just talking about what love is in first Corinthians 13. This is starting in verse five. Um, talking about love, love, <coughs> it does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Um, and like when I'm in some of the situations I've been dealing with, um, it's kind of like I have to remember that like if i if I get offended about something, um one of the things that I really liked how um Gregory Dacau said it, it was like we get offended because it's like um the Zach was kind of talking about this right before we got on here was like it's kind of this self righteousness of like, well, I wouldn't respond that way, yeah. I wouldn't do mm-hmm. that yeah. and um but we have to remember that. We've all, you know, at one point or the other, fallen short of the glory of God. We've, you know, we've all failed in different ways. We've all in some way hurt someone. Um, And it's like you and I mean, the Bible tells us to not think of yourself 
more highly than any other person. And um, I guess, you know, because I know like we can all come at this topic from, you know, different perspectives and I'm, I'm excited to hear y'all's perspectives, but um, I know it's just been a, it's been something that I've personally been going through and, you know, I've, I've been successful in some places and haven't been in others and I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing. Um, but that's just kind of where I'm at and, you know, I'll, I'll share some more stuff, but I want to hear what y'all have to say about it. I was kind of alluding to what you were talking about. If you want to share yeah, that. Um, <clears throat> been reading Proverbs a lot lately and in Proverbs, it talks a lot about fools I think that's his favorite word. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, I fit it. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, did Mr. T write me? <laughs> um, but I grabbed the Bible and I opened it up and it was just God like, here it is. Like, I didn't even have to look for it. It was like, yeah. boom. Uh, and this is Proverbs 18. Uh, he who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man seeks his own desire and pretext to break out against all wise and sound judgment. And he goes on verse 2, A self-confident fool has no delight in understanding, but only in revealing his personal opinions and himself. Um, mm. it, it goes a little bit further. It, it's really good. But we have seen so much recently, in the last probably 10 years, uh, so many people thinking that they wrote they know more than the man that wrote the book uh, that's how my dad would just say you think you know more than the man that wrote the book and back then yeah i thought i did and now i'm like nope <laughs> don't know more than him um but so many people think the way they think about things or their opinions is higher than anybody else's and their truth and all of that you know, okay i've just been there <laughs> yeah, and I've been that guy. <laughs> I, I think we've all been there because yeah. I definitely, I definitely was like that as well. You know, I, I was like, man, I'm, you know, this college student thinking, you know, I'm the smartest <laughs> person that's ever thought about music in the world. And, you know, it's like, and then you get the job, it's like, oh, and you know, and it's taken me seven years to get anywhere close to like even like I'm just touching. Like touching the bottom of the iceberg, not even like the tip. I'm like down there. I'm just <laughs> like drowning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but God wants us so badly to just, it's like every parent's relationship with their kids. They want to just give us everything, all the knowledge, all, mm -hmm. all the wisdom up front if we would just listen. Um, and th this. If you haven't read Proverbs, I highly suggest it mm -hmm. um, because I think offense comes from a place of not having an open mind uh, and not just like listening to somebody that's like off the wall and like, you know, flat earth conspiracy and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Looking at you, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and it, it's not just that. It's it's other things, you know. There's people believing lies because they're, you know, being fed things by our media that's outside and everything. And it's just, there's a lot of things going on right now. And um, offense-wise, though, I'll, I'll, I'll go more personal and then we can go, like, 
more out that way. Um, <clears throat> it's taken me a lot of work to not be offended by mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, I, I get all the time emails questioning decisions and all of this by people that don't have my degree or that have never ran a program before. And I, I was making a joke earlier to one of my staff members. I was like, if I spent the time that I spend answering questions that shouldn't have to be answered, my program would be twice as good as it is right now. <laughs> but I have to spend so much energy answering people. And, you know, sometimes it's they just want to know. And then sometimes it's, oh, well, I'm going to question you because I feel like I can. And it's not getting in the, I sound offended. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, but it, it's working through that and working, you know, walking in love because, like, the opposite of offense is love. The answer to a lot of the things that the devil tries to use is love. I'm really finding that out. Like, mm-hmm. fear, love, offense, love, hate, mm-hmm. love. Like, all of the things, the answer is love because that's how God works. And the more we walk in love, the less offense that we will take on. It's like having a boat out in the ocean. Like, you don't want to take on water because that's a bad thing. So, like, offense is, like, just opening up the, you know, the, what are they called? Little little windows, you know what I'm talking about. It's just, like, you know, just open them up, you know. Oh, let's blow a hole through this wall. It's, like, <laughs> offense. It's pouring in and drowning everybody. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's funny, though. I'm using a metaphor. Like, like our boat is us. Okay. Oh, okay. The boat is us. Okay. And we're okay. out in the sea, and we are powered by love. Just opening windows. For and I got just, you, I got you. We're just, like, blowing holes in the boat and, like, letting the fence sink our, our ship. Um, okay. I, think Zach, I, I get it. Though. I think Zach sounded offended after you didn't get his metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I think I missed the word boat, and I just... I'm, yeah, anyway. Yeah, we're open a window. <laughs> well, I thought you were just talking about that. Anyway, I'm good now. Um, I <clears throat> was just, I, I wanted to mention something else from this devotional plan. Like, he kind of gives, like, different points and then kind of a prayer at the end. But one of the one of the points that he made was that being offended traps you. Um, you said something that reminded me of it, but um, he, I liked how he described it. It was um, when an animal, like, offense is like the trigger of a well-baited trap. When an animal touches the trigger of a snare, like like bear trap, it snaps down on him and he is trapped. When you are offended, you are the one caught in the trap. Because it's like, it comes from, and it's like this, anything that's not rooted in love is based in fear. And it's like this fear of my feelings are not being acknowledged, my um, my thoughts, my, um, it's, it's like I I'm not being acknowledged or you aren't um appreciating me and it's like it traps you in um thinking negatively towards somebody and even 
like we were saying, thinking that you're higher than somebody else. And it's like, I feel like a lot of times, like we feel like we have this right to, um, how we're thinking and feeling, but I mean, it's just like you were saying, it's like when I, um, when I allow that offense to come, to come in, it's like, I'm just, I'm letting the waters in and it just slowly starts drowning you because you start thinking negative, negatively towards another person Mm -hmm. or group of people, you know, whatever it is, or, um, I mean, I even get offended at myself, (laughs) some of the things that I do. And it's like, it's, um, you know, and then you start speaking to yourself negatively. And it's like, it's just, just remembering that God's love is greater than that and that you don't have to choose that. I know for a long time, um, like a couple years ago when I just like totally like rededicated my life to the Lord, whatever you want to call it. Um, I was very angry about a lot of things and I had to, um, pray. I think it's Ephesians. I'm not great at reference. Yeah. Ephesians 4, 31, get rid of all bitterness rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. And it's just like talking about walking in love. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Um, Like that, I want to talk more about that tenderhearted thing, but um, it's just like realizing that I don't have to... I don't have to sit and be offended about something that somebody says because what they say doesn't define who I am. It doesn't define my own life experience. And and honestly, like if they're saying something that is mean towards me or doing something that, you know, is hurtful, like it's like, well, why why are they doing that? Because a lot of times it's like that person is needing more love. And instead of me getting offended, it's like, well, how can I choose to walk in love to even like disarm what they're doing and, you know, penetrate through that and show them that love? Because that's just what Jesus would do. So, <laughs> Chad. Um, well... First thing that I thought of is that uh, the kingdom of God is seeds, seed time and harvests. And offense is a seed that yields a fruit of bitterness. Yeah. Uh, which is what, I mean, kind of what you were just saying there. Yeah. But um, when we allow ourselves to be overtaken with bitterness, then what happens is bitterness comes out of our mouths. Yeah. The word of God scripturally is a seed. Our words are seeds. So once we're bitter, 
Like we're just spitting out seeds of bitterness, defiling many. So what I would say, we got to (laughs) like the opposite of offense is defense. (laughs) Okay. So so (laughs) when we get um, offended, like I've, I've been really seriously offended and it's, I allowed that bitterness to overtake me for years. Like there was a time where I allowed bitterness to run my life for years. Yeah. And it starts as an offense. It's like I'm saying, it's a seed, it's a small little seed, but if you don't pluck it out, it will not go away. Yeah. And it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger until it's in control of your life. Um, so once I dealt with that seed, well, at that point, it was a whole big old plant. But when it's uprooted from the ground, then it's like you can see clearly what it's like to not be bitter. Because it's mm-hmm. been so long, you forgot. So now that I've had to go through the process of becoming offended, which went into bitterness, which is a really big ordeal to get rid of, now I understand when offense is coming at me. And it's like, No. Yeah. That's where the defense things comes in. It's like, I understand someone did something or said something wrong, but I'm not letting whatever that junk is in here again, you know? Yeah. Because I understand the, the end game of it. And it's death. I like the offense. Def- like, defend yep. yourself, like, with the word. The exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, was, uh, I was, that was a little shot at Zach just trying to be funny. Um, but uh, anyways... <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, you said that the opposite of often offense is love. That's, yeah. So I said the opposite of offense is defense. <laughs> but I'm not offended. <laughs> Look at that defense. Um, but other than other than that, um, I had a pastor years ago uh, preach that everything we face either makes us or breaks us. And Jesus said that the offenses have to come. Mm. Jesus even said things that offended his disciples. And like, sometimes I think he might have did it on purpose almost. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily have scripture for this. This is just my opinion. I feel like he allows people to be offended because getting on the other side of offense, the person that cannot be offended, that refuses to be offended, particularly offended with God, ultimately all offense comes back to God. If someone else offends you and you hold on to it, it's going to end up coming around in the loop and you're going to realize you're really offended at God. Mm. But if you're offended with God, you're done spiritually. Like You're not going to have any fruit. So I feel like one person getting on the other side of a fence, the point where they've made the decision and understanding to no longer be offended is going to be more fruitful than a hundred people that don't understand that yet. Hmm. So God allows us to experience offense to get on the other side for it to not be an issue anymore. That's my opinion. That's what I believe. No. Well, it's like that choice to, you know, either 
take the offense or be bigger than it, you know, just, yeah. <laughs> what do you have, Judah? Okay. Um, I'm going to try to say what I can say without stepping on toes. Smash them. Okay. Smash my toes. Just squish them. All the toes. Um, offense is one of the things I really don't deal with in my life. Um, I used to. But when I started, that's why when I tell you pray for people, I'm like, get, ask the Lord's heart on them. Heart, because like, so when someone, so I've built that culture in my own mindset, my own heart, when someone comes at me, one, um, you know, I immediately go, okay, Lord, just like you were saying, what's going on? Just like you were combating it, but like what's going on in their life, you know? Because if someone's doing something, usually they're doing it out of a place of their own hurt. Yeah. So you don't have to take on offense. But two, we have to realize as Christians, we don't have a propensity to be offended. Yeah. We only think we do because we're taught we do. But mm-hmm. we are new creations created in Christ Jesus. Behold, the old has passed away. All things are made new. We are righteous. We're holy. We're pure. We're made of incorruptible seed. Offense is corruption. Mm-hmm. We can't be corrupted. So we need to renew our minds by the washing of the water of the word. And you take away one of the... Dude, I listen to. He talks about take away the track for the plane to land on. Yeah, just demolish the whole thing. And so, like, we need to realize that we don't need to go. There's not seven steps to get over offense. There's nothing. There is. You died with Christ. You raised with Him. Once we get our eyes off of ourselves, we won't be offended. Yeah. Because we won't be looking for. We will walk as we are. Because we are First Corinthians thirteen love. We are. Because as he is, so are we. But we're just waking up to that reality. Mm-hmm. So if you get offended, get over it. Yeah. You know? Oh, well. Don't beat yourself up that you got offended. Whoops, yeah. I did. Oh, man, that was a lapse of judgment. But that's not who you are. You're not someone who has the propensity to always be offended. If you continue to say, oh, I just get offended so easy. Everything just sets, everything just presses all my buttons. Get rid of all the buttons then. All of them. Stop thinking you have <laughs> buttons. Stop you know, having one last nerve. Get rid of all your nerves. Get rid of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because to have offense is to say I'm still invested in myself. Yeah. In that sense, in, in a selfish sense. Like I, you still have a guard up. You're still like, I'm looking for mine. I'm trying to get mine. Anybody comes and attacks my castle, I'm on the defense right away. I'm ready. Oh, oh, you shouldn't have said that. I don't deserve to be treated that way. Mm -hmm. We pick up our cross and follow him. Not that we pick up ourselves and die daily. It doesn't even say die daily in the Bible. Go look it up. But it talks about laying down your rights, the right you think you have to be offended, the right you think you have to be angry, the right you think you have to be anything. You owe nothing to any man but to love. Yeah. So we don't have the right to be offended anymore. So I'm, what I'm trying to say is we don't need to work at not being offended. We need to realize it don't have no room in me. So once that lie gets out of your mind that says you can be offended, you won't. <laughs> and as you meditate on that and say, no, I don't have the ability to be offended. I will not be offended. And you go and you stay in that mindset. It's just like me with, with and this is a, a side note, but this is how you could do with this. I always tell people, especially during flu season, because everyone's like, oh, you're going to get the flu. I say, I don't get sick. And they're like, oh, you're funny. 
And like, why don't you get sick? And so I don't got to tell them, but if they want to know, I'll tell them, but I don't get sick. And I'm going to continue to say that. I'm not saying it out of just a confession place. If I confess it 50 times, then I won't get sick. I am building a culture within my own mind. I'm renewing my mind to the word of God that says that healing is the children's bread. I'm meant for divine health. I am not meant to be sick. He has paid for my, all my sickness. He's taken it upon himself. So in the same way with that, if he's taken my sickness, he's taken every chance for me to be offended. Yeah. He came and was hated by everyone, and he was offended, and he, or he had the a chance to be offended. He had all these people coming against him. He took all the offense of all humanity upon himself. I have no right to be offended. And so we can come from a place where we don't have to try to work through offense. You don't work through offense. You throw it off. You dig it up. You take the fence out. You remove the whole fence from your yard. You don't even allow one peg left. You say, I will not be offended. I don't have the ability to be offended. We don't. As Christians, all these things, we don't need seven steps. We don't need another book. We don't need anything. We need to realize the power of God. We need to realize what he has done in our life, that he has empowered us to be like him, to walk in love, to not take account of a suffered wrong, to walk in love, to let. And so once we get all these things out of the way that we think we have to work through, then we can have a relationship with him and then we'll manifest who he is on the outside of us. We won't try to not be offended. I don't try to not be offended anymore. I naturally want to react in love. I want to go like, oh, okay, well, how can I love them? What can I do, you know? And if I'm in the wrong, I'll, I'll apologize. I'm not afraid of that. I will apologize real quick in a second. But that's the main thing we need to realize. All these subjects come down to not trying because we can't save ourselves. That means we can't fix ourselves. There's no steps. There's Christ in him crucified. There's Christ in him raised from the dead. That is the only thing that helps with anything, with offense, with any of these things, is to go to him and say, Lord, I'm dead, but I'm alive in you. I live by your power. I don't have the ability to be offended. I don't have the ability to be depressed. I don't have the ability to do any of these things. And once you renew your mind and can step away from that mindset that you're a fixer-upper because you're not, mm -hmm. you're a new creation. You are a king and a priest. You are a son of God. He has made you. You are a masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. You are not a, a work that is being worked on. He's not, you're, you're not getting worked on, brother. You've been worked on on the cross. He worked it all out of you by putting it on his son. And so we don't have to be offended. Then we don't have to try to work through it. We just be free. Be <laughs> free. I know that was ranting, but like that's just what I'm feeling. Because like we... We can't handle the tr we 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 can't afford this is what I wanted to open with, but we can't afford to be offended. Yeah, we can't afford it. We we ain't got no time, guys. We gotta lay down all these things, all these twelve step, seven step, fifty step. You best do one step and get over yourself, and get away from all these things. This is what I'm, I'm telling. I know I'm really talking to myself, but this is what I'm learning, guys. I'm learning this, so I talk about it passionately because this is what I'm learning. This is what he's maturing me in. So I'm not coming from an accusatory place. Yes, I talk in a stern voice, but my battle's not against flesh and blood. I'm not speaking against you as the person. There's lies in our minds that try to control us, try to shape and mold us. But the only word that needs to mold us is the word of God. We have to allow his word to change our mind because this is not a time to be offended. This is not a time to, to fall on the, the right wing or the left wing of politics or the, or the charismatic or the Baptist or the Methodist or Presbyterian. All, let it go. Come on. Let us love. Let us love. Let us love each other desperately. 
long to love each other, that you shall know that they're my disciples by their love for one another. If we're loving one another, we can't be offended by one another because we're loving. Love takes no account of a suffered wrong. Love does not look to be pleased. That's why when people say they get church hurt, I say stop going to church for yourself. I'm just trying to go <laughs> and get fed, brother. You better go to feed. You better get alone with the Lord and bring so much bread in that place that they're like, man, you're just blessing our church every time you come. You can't go to places to be anything. You have the source of life in you. Yes, if you're a new Christian, you can be discipled. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is going to get yours. We cannot yeah. do that. We have everything we need in life and godliness. Mm -hmm. He is within us. We can go and just love. So we can go to church and not try to rise up the ranks or anything. We go to love. We just need to love. And so when we, when we go to love, not just to be loved, we won't have the propensity for offense or anything like that. <laughs> um, just to kind of go off of the the culture and everything that's going on right now um, the devil has and has placed so many things out in the world for people to get offended by and I'm not talking about even Christians I'm just talking about everybody mm -hmm. um, from you know oh well did you hear about such and such said this 10 years ago on Twitter? <laughs> you know, and it's like, That's always nice. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that person has grown <laughs> 10 years. You know, I, I know I've definitely had any time like Facebook pulls up some old post. I'm like, man, that guy was a jerk. <laughs> and I just delete it. I'm just like, it's not, nope, not living on my timeline. Yeah. You know, so. It's this constantly like, what's the new offense today? And it's and it's daily, and sometimes yeah. it's multiple <laughs> times a day. It's like, and our news outlets run this kind of stuff, and yeah. it runs it on not just politics but celebrities, like mm -hmm. everything. Sports has even become that way, yeah. and it's like, how can we get our ratings up? Yeah. And I, this is coming from uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Eric Bischoff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If you've ever watched wrestling, the only thing that matters is Rating. that you get a response. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you get booed or you get cheered. As long as you get a response, that's mm -hmm. all that matters. And our media has become so much like wrestling <laughs> because it doesn't matter if it gets booed or cheered, yeah. loved or hated. It's getting a response because getting people ratings, keep yeah. tuning in. People mm. keep posting on social media, posting on Facebook, all of this stuff. It's getting a response, and it doesn't matter. They don't care what it gets, if it's good or bad. They don't care. They're just getting the limelight. And we have to start realizing we've got to bring the kingdom culture into this. Yes, mm -hmm. Like Judah was talking about, we've, we've got to jump into this as love mm -hmm. you know because everybody needs love yes. we've all you know done things that you know well that's, that's a little bit harder to love but guess what god loves you regardless of what you've done and you've been made a new creature like mm -hmm. you just need like jude keeps saying uh, every week you just gotta wake up and realize yeah, it, you know and that's just something i've been like just like percolating on it's like you just gotta wake up and realize it you mm -hmm. you know it's just like wake up yeah. <laughs> you know but if we don't live in the culture that God has called us to live in, then we're choosing to live in 
Satan's culture, yeah. which is mm. this offense, which is this fear, which is anger. All mm-hmm. of these things, you know, God says in the Bible, it says so many times, do not fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's the most commanded thing in the yeah. whole, ba- whole Bible <laughs> because it is so important for us not to fear because when we fear, it shuts off us from God. Like it gets us in the cycle of thinking that is not God's thinking. Yeah. And I can't remember. I read it to you this morning. I don't have my, my phone in front of me, but um, there's this, I think it's a Corinthians. It's a Philippians. That's what it is. Uh, Philippians. Will you find Philippians for me? Uh, I was listening to Bill Johnson um, talk about fear and everything. And he was talking about, uh, I think it's Philippians 4. He was talking about when we refuse to fear, and I'll, if she can't find it or I can't find it, we'll put it in the description. If you refuse to fear, it is telling the enemy, it's reminding them that when the day comes, they're getting the butt handed to them. Yeah. And it's it's like every time someone chooses not to respond in fear but love, it's like a, a siren goes off in hell. It's like, and they're all reminded that, hey, we're getting our butt kicked. <laughs> we will get our butt kicked. So if we respond in fear, they get to lie to themselves that that day is not coming. Mm-hmm. So when we respond in love, when someone responds and, you know, they're lashing out, they're saying something, they're doing something that, you know, we wouldn't hopefully do. Yeah. You know, when we respond in love, it's like, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Jesus wouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it. And I know, you know, that whole "What would Jesus do?" Man, that is so important right now. That is so important that if we respond in love, we show people the kingdom culture. You know, when things are not great, we know we're getting through a a tribulation or whatever. If we're responding like Jesus would, it's going to open up so many things. And that that's God goes for everything because God gives you a choice. God gives you a choice. He's planting two trees in your garden every time there's a big decision or there's a decision to make. You respond in love or you respond in fear? Are you trusting me or are you trusting what's the circumstance? And if you choose in love, man, you just building, you just getting a good garden. Mm-hmm. Mind if I jump in right here? Yeah, man. Tag team. <laughs> <laughs> so when Judah was talking, I had a thought, but it really ties into where Zach just left off. Um, there's an example of the option of response when Jesus was in the garden and the, uh, they came to get him because they sent the men to take him, to kill him, and Jesus didn't even defend himself. Yeah. But Peter pulled out his sword, and what did he, what did he do? Yeah. What did, what, he lopped an ear off. Yeah. If you respond to offense with offense... It's like you're removing their ear. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to hear what you have to say anymore. Like you, <laughs> you've ruined that opportunity. That's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I want to, because I, I know I yell, guys. I know I'm loud. <laughs> but like y'all who know me, y'all know I, I, I desperately love people. And so I'm not like angry at you. Trust me, I'm coming against these lies. But what I want to make sure to reiterate, what we're talking about is not to be offended. But if you think you struggle with offense, you struggle with anger, you struggle with any of this stuff, the answer is not get, you know, is not just try to do better. It's not. That's why I was saying you don't have the ability. Yeah. You must replace 
because you're not working from your power anymore. You don't have the ability. And as you meditate on that and go, instead of trying, if you get offended while you're working on this, eh, oh, well, move past that and say, Lord, I thank you that that's not who I am. I might have allowed that mindset for a moment, but I lay that off. I cast down every vain thought and imagination, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. That's what you're doing. So you go, Lord, yeah, I got offended then. I'm just going to lay that off. I'm sorry. I think that I don't get offended. I don't have the ability. There's no capacity in me to be offended. And then you immediately stop that guilt and condemnation and shame that tries to block you, even though you can't be separated from God, makes you think that God won't hear you because you've been a bad boy or bad girl. That's a lie. Yeah. But if you take that, immediately take that down and go, nope, that's not who I am. I thank you, Lord. And you go to him with thankfulness you'll immediately be aware of the communication of his presence again. Yeah. It's not that you went out of his presence. You're, you're taking away these thoughts that are trying to build a wall that makes you think that you can't hear him. But if you go and say, Lord, I just thank you. That's not who I am. And you acknowledge who you actually are in him. You're giving him glory. And the enemy's like, oh, oh, oh. they submitted to God. <laughs> they don't want, he, he can't handle that. He's like, this person's growing in the knowledge of God. They're growing in understanding who they are. They're able to tell right from wrong. They're going, I don't have the ability to be offended. Yes, I got offended, but that's not who I am. This is who I am. He doesn't want that. The enemy doesn't want you to wake up to who you are. He doesn't want you to. He wants you to make you think, I just have a problem with offense. Oh, brother, do you got a book? Do you got a book I can read? Oh, lay hands on me. Lay hands on me. Lay hands on me. Somebody lay hands on me. I need deliverance from offense. No, you don't. You've been delivered. Mm -hmm. Who the son is set free is free indeed. You have been delivered. On the cross, you were delivered. It's done. I, for when I was younger, I sh- thought I struggled with double mindedness. And I got I, every person who could lay hands on me, oh boy, lay hands on me. I need deliverance from double mindedness because a man who's double minded will get nothing from the Lord. Oh, it's because of scripture. All right. Well, then I was so beat up for months. And the Lord was like, hey, you have two mindsets, pick one. And I'm like, mm. is that easy? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and I legit started from that day choosing the mindset. Did I choose the other mindset sometimes? Sure. But who do I want to be? That's yeah. who I'm going to continue to choose. Who do you want to be? Continue to choose that. Yeah. And know that you're not working on your own power. You have Christ living in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. That's why I say there's no excuse. You have the Godhead dwelling you, the one who said light be, and it was. If he can say light be, and it was, I'm sure he can handle you. He can handle you with no issues, no problems, and let me tell you, he's happy to be Mm. in there. What we need to learn, another thing, to get over offense, to get over all these things, this is multifaceted, you take this to the bank, we need to know that he loves us. Not that we need, I need to love better, I need to love better. We need to experience his love because we can't love unless he first loves us. But he has already loved us. He's poured his love out through Christ. So as we acknowledge that it pours out of us, nothing we do is from our own source. We never churn our own butter. We never produce our own grapes. We never produce anything. We are just a tree. He's made us righteous. He's made us like him, and we can't help but produce his fruit. We can't help it. We don't try to strain out being like him. We are like him. As he is, so are we on this earth. 
So that's what I'm saying. Just be. Wake up to the reality. Renew your mind. Get in the word. Don't be a Sunday Christian or, or even maybe if you want to get good attendance, be there on Wednesday. Don't even do that. You get in the word. If you don't understand it, it doesn't make sense. I dropped out in the eighth grade. I got a GED. Man, I don't care what you say. I don't care any excuse that tries to come up in your mind. You are smart. You have the mind of Christ and you understand all things. When I began to read the Bible when I first got saved, I didn't understand any of it. And I was like, Lord, I don't understand any of this. But it says if you, if any man, I understand this one thing, I think, if any man asks for wisdom, ask to the Lord and he'll give it to him. And I was like, Lord, I need wisdom. And then I just trusted him because I wasn't that smart. And then he helped me understand this stuff. He reveals it to me, gives revelation. It's a revealed God. He's revealed himself through Christ. Let him reveal himself to you. Stop trying to figure everything out. Just what you do understand, grab onto that and say, I, I, I know this, Lord. And he's like, awesome. Meditate on that. Make that a reality in your life. Let that permeate into who you are. And everything else will just line into place because you begin a relationship of trust and faith. That is important. That'll handle any issue in your life because you won't fear because you're trusting. And you'll realize that he's bigger than your problems. He's bigger than everything you can ever face. Amen. Um, a few things. Um, I'm just listening to Judah go. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're like, well, anytime I read the Bible, I... Uh, can't pay attention or I fall asleep and all of that. Um, with offense or worry, um, have you ever had your thoughts spiral out of control and it's something that you like you're staying up at night focused on and you can't go to sleep and all of these things? Mm. If you can do that, you already know how to meditate. Come on. <laughs> you already good. know how to meditate. Come so on. <laughs> instead of putting hey. those bad things in your head, you said there's no book. Come on. This is the book. <laughs> right here. Get get the word in you. Yes. Like that that is going to fuel you way mm -hmm. past worry and all that. Worry like that's gonna put you in a bad mood. That's gonna put you that's gonna you're gonna start putting people at arm's length. You're gonna yeah. stop having joy in your life. You're gonna have all of these things, and that's when you can be manipulated. You mm -hmm. just gotta choose. You've got the power. Yeah. You got the power. You could just do it right now. Just poof. There you go. All right. I almost went to Dragon Ball Z reference. <laughs> you, you got it. Um, and we, we were talking about strongholds. Uh, you, you kind of brought that up and everything. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what a stronghold is, um, back in the day, uh, armies would have, we even have them now. We have um, forts or we have. Uh, places around the world where our troops, yep. the United States, America's troops, st are stationed. Uh, and that is a stronghold. Uh, they're very, very, very important uh, to keep peace and all of that kind of stuff. Back in the day, a army would stay in a stronghold because they were safe. They weren't afraid of getting attacked or anything like that. The things that try to come against us live in strongholds. When they're outside of that stronghold, God... Anytime God goes, he's done, you know. Mm -hmm. But with us, we're like, oh, no, it's a spirit. It's like, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> in a stronghold, it you you it, it you got to pull them down, okay? Mm -hmm. And it, it the more you have faith in God, the faster that thing's coming down. You just trust in God, it's going to happen. 
but we also have a stronghold, and that's Jesus. Yes, we're it, it's talked in Proverbs eighteen as well about Him being our stronghold, yeah. God being our stronghold. Mm-hmm. So why can't we use strongholds to our advantage? Yeah, hmm. you know, we build up our our Come kingdom on. with God's strongholds yeah. instead of like, oh, the devil has strongholds. When we see the devil at the end of all of this, yeah. we're gonna be like, you're the one. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're. <laughs> That's what scripture says. Yeah, it does exactly. in Revelation. <laughs> you are the one who uh, overthrew nations. Well, <laughs> exactly. And we were talking this morning. I just wanted to bring this up, and then uh, y'all can wrap it up. Um, we are made in God's image. Yes. We are also. That was how we started. We were made in God's image. We're also made a new creature through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you talked about that. That same spirit that raised him from the dead. Yep. The devil killed him. Mm-hmm. But the spirit that raised the Son of God dwells in us. Mm-hmm. The devil is not an equal to God. Come on. It's not like, oh, well, you've got Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. It's not like that. <laughs> God created Lucifer. Mm-hmm. He's a created he, being. he was a created being. He is an opposite of Michael. He's an he was a he's a fallen angel. He's an opposite. And guess what, guys? Humans are right above the angels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we technically are above the devil to even begin with. We're made in the image of God. <laughs> We're created as a new creature through Christ Jesus. So why are we worrying about him so much? Come on. Come on. Why are we worrying about that? We've got the ultimate power. We've yeah. got God on our side, and he wants to help us. He's just like, just ask. Just yeah. ask. It's all I'm asking. You know, he's he's ready to go. He's ready to go. It's yeah. like your best friend is like, you want to go eat? And they're like, yeah. And that's just all it is. Like, God is your best friend, and all you got to do is like, hey, come and help me. So those are my, my few things. Well, what? The, the enemy's strongholds are in our mind. Mm-hmm. Like we exactly so he lies to us. Our things happen in our life that make us think or feel a certain way, mm-hmm. and then because of that, we live a certain way. Um, <laughs> I can just think back, like almost all of my life until a couple of years ago, I felt like life was really hard, and I was always either angry or depressed or confused or just all, all these crazy weird things I can go all over the place with. And now I can just realize that (laughs) I wasn't being beat up by the devil. I was being beat up by my own mind after he'd have, he had caused me to think differently. Mm. (laughs) So this is something I thought of here recently. Um, every single person regardless if you're an atheist or a Christian or a Hindu or whatever, like your actions are governed by your beliefs. So that's what God's after. Like that's what Satan's after. Whatever you believe dictates what you do. So I'm just saying (laughs) these strongholds, the enemy, the enemy is not near as powerful as we think he is. I spent a lot. I spent a lot of time thinking he was really powerful. Yeah. And then now that like God's got me on the other side of it, I realize that I used to get mad. When people said this too because I thought they were wrong. 
the biggest enemy we have is just disciplining our own flesh. <laughs> like that's that's our biggest enemy is just mm-hmm. training ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like the devil's really renewing our minds. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's it it's your thoughts. Yeah. You know, um, people. If you accept the oh that's just the way I think or that's just no, and it's going to stay that way. You will stay the same way yeah. if you continue to allow. Whatever it will be, it will be. I just, that's the way I think about it. It will change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Scripture talks about renew your mind. Cast down every vain thought and imagination. Vain means of no substance. Hmm. It produces nothing. If it's not producing life in you, cast it down. I don't care what it is. If it's not producing life in you, cast it down because it's hmm. not of your father. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if it's killing, stealing, and destroying anything, cast it down. If it's bringing life and life abundant, think on it. Paul said, think, think on good things. Think on good things. Think on all good things. So there's not a devil behind every bush. The devil's not trying to be out there to get you. All he's doing is saying, you're worthless. You can't do anything. You're never going to amount to anything. Life's hard. You're never, and that's what he does. Trust me. I'll talk like that to people. I'm like, are you in my head? And I'm like, no, I just know the enemy. Yeah. I know how he talks because he's been all up in yeah. my head. He tried to kick my butt, take my lunch. But then I realized I'm bigger than him <laughs> and I'm the bully. <laughs> and so you are strong, not because of yourself, but because God lives in you. And greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. When you hear me talk, you're going to hear me quote scripture because I don't take this lightly. And he said he's written his word upon my heart. And if Jesus had to say it is written when the devil said, are you really the son of God? Then I'm certainly going to have to say it is written, but I don't have to know what's written. Yeah. So we got to take that time. And if you don't like to read, I don't read. I audio Bible that (laughs) in the morning button press. And I just listen. So no excuses. I ain't accepting none. We we fresh out. But I love you guys. <laughs> fresh out. <laughs> I want one last thing. Uh, this is this is something that I heard over this weekend. Uh, some some parents I was with uh, were talking about. Uh, there's a new study that's proven like genetics and all of this kind of stuff kind of lends to your thought patterns and all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, I, I know of a lot of people that have had parents that worry or have parents that have mm-hmm. their generational curses. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're saved, those things are cut clean. Born yeah. again. You are a new creature. You are not that person anymore. Come on. That those things that might have been tied to your family line or whatever Come on. is gone. God. It's been nailed to the cross. Yeah. It's like when you go through that grave, you Come leave on. all of those things behind you. Don't open the door Come on. for that thought lock to open up again. Yeah. You're it's done. It's taken care of. So I just wanted to point that out. I heard that and I was just like, that sounds like generational curses. Mm. I was like, I want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so don't accept it. No, Come know on. that you know that, that you were dead. Yes, just just go ahead and be like, I'm dead. Uh huh. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead because God's already taken care of it, mm-hmm. and, and that's just the beautiful thing. It's already done. You got anything, love? 
No, I'm just... Um, I hope that this was encouraging to you. I know it was for me. So. It was for me, too. Yeah. Word. All right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, all of those social things that you love to do. Uh, it helps us out. It helps get the word out. And mm-hmm. that's the whole reason we do this is because we want to spread the word of Jesus. And we want to lift everybody up. It's not to, you know, take our Bible and beat you over the head or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's like, well, if that's the only way you're going to get the download, maybe. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> Just read. Uh but definitely share it. It helps out a ton. Uh, let's. I just want to close in prayer right now. Lord, I just thank you that you've given us time to come together to share your thoughts on this, Lord. I thank you that people are going to renew their minds, Lord, that they're not going to have the spirit of fear, but power, love, and self-discipline, Lord, that they are no longer going to let these strongholds control their lives. They're going to let your strongholds be set up in their thought processes, Lord. God, I just thank you right now that everyone that's on the sound of my voice, Lord, is going to just be freshened up, Lord. They're going to cut ties. They're going to believe that you are more than enough, Lord, because you are. God, I just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, everybody. This has been Zach. And Amy. Shad. And Judah. Have a blessed week. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.